Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. It is no secret that the relationship between China and Australia seems to get tenser with each passing month. In this podcast, I'm speaking about what's at stake with Evan Reese, Stratfor's Asia-Pacific analyst. Let's talk about what is at the root of diplomatic and strategic tensions between China and Australia. So... China-Australia tensions have become particularly dire since the start of 2020, uh, and that's when Australia advocated internationally for an inquiry into China's role in COVID-19, kind of bandwagoning with the U.S. This earned a pretty strong rebuke from China, and there's been a lot of uh, nationalist Chinese diplomats going after Australia, most recently by posting some very controversial fake images of Australian soldiers in Afghanistan. Um But this has been throughout the year, and it's been worsened by Australia also bandwagoning with the U.S. in criticizing China's human rights record in Xinjiang and Hong Kong, speaking out about issues in the South China Sea uh, and and related to Taiwan, which is, of course, a very sensitive issue. And then, of course, Australia is a major U.S. ally that has been drawn into this quad grouping that the U.S. is trying to put together, Australia, Japan, India, and the United States. Really, this goes back much further than that. It goes back to 2017 and even before. uh, And around that time, Australia started putting in legislation to restrict foreign influence in the country with an eye towards China. So going after political donations, uh, influence peddling, and even some investment into the country, putting more scrutiny on that. Since that time, that's been used uh, to target Chinese journalists, Australian politicians, and it's been used to stop investment deals into infrastructure and agriculture. And then On top of that, Australia has also followed the U.S. lead in banning Chinese uh, telecoms company Huawei from its 5G network. This is all rooted in deeper Australian uh, strategic concerns about the rise of China. Um, Australia is an isolated continent on the edge of Asia, of course. It depends on sea routes to get to it. It's, It's highly dependent on not only Southeast Asia and and being able to access uh, trade there and and ensure its defense through that, uh, but also the Pacific Islands, so way out into into Melanesia and the more obscure parts of that geography. Chinese maritime expansion is a direct threat to that, um, especially if the U.S. wanes in the Pacific and Australia no longer has a defender in its corner. So Australia has a very good reason to try to keep Chinese influence out of not only Australian domestic politics, but also regional politics as a whole. And that's where this is coming from. And that's why this has been flaring up these last few years. And yet Australia recently signed on to a trade treaty with China and a number of other countries. And simultaneously, China's putting a lot of trade pressure on Australia with with tariffs and import restrictions. Can you talk to me about what China's goal is here? Right. Australia, like so many other countries in the region and worldwide, is in a bit of a bind when it comes to relations with China. There's big strategic concerns about China, but of course China is a major economic force in the region and it needs to be dealt with on those terms. So recently, Australia signed on to the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, which is a large, broad, shallow trade deal that includes Southeast Asia, Japan, South Korea, um, as well as China. And that's part of Australia's really important economic strategy of opening up its trade as much as possible so that it can gain access to these really, really lucrative Asian markets. 
And that's why China has been able to be so effective in hitting out at Australia as a sort of a soft trade target. Australia is hugely reliant on China and its trade profile. It's 33% of its trade goes to China. Um, and they're estimating that if China engaged in you know, what you would call an all-out trade war, cutting off Australian imports overall, that could cost 6% of Australian GDP. So Australia is very vulnerable to pressure from China. That having been said, over the past you know, several months of 2020 or back to the beginning of 2020, we've seen a lot of trade pressure on Australia from China, but it hasn't reached the level of an all-out trade war. So far, China has been signaling to Australia how badly they can hurt Australia if they really, really want to, but they've been relatively limited. And that's partly to do with the fact China does still rely on key commodities coming from Australia. And in many cases, it doesn't necessarily want to be the big bad guy and go after Australia and just rip it apart because it has a lot of trade partners in the region. So just quick details, you know, China has hit out pretty sharply at Australian barley exports uh, and wine exports. Um, they've hit them with some pretty aggressive tariffs. But most of their trade pressure has been a lot more informal. It's been in the last couple of months, informal bans on a whole host of Australian exports, copper, lobster, coal, timber, uh, and sugar. Those are things that can be stripped off at any moment because they're informal. And that gives China a lot more room to pressure Australia and lift that pressure if it wants to. And I think the big headline here is that China has not yet gone after Australian iron ore, which is 40% of all of Australia's commodity exports. So all in all, China has punished Australia to a degree, but it's definitely withheld some of the harsher blows that it could have dealt to Australia with an eye towards preserving that economic relationship long term. Are there any prospects for a resolution here between China and Australia other than complete capitulation by Australia? Well, it's challenging. I mean, so like I said, this is a broader strategic issue for Australia. That geopolitics is not going away. They're always going to be concerned about China as a major uh, strategic threat to Australia. So you could begin to see shifts in the next couple of years in Australian domestic politics. There might be elections in 2022. Those are always very polarizing. You could see the Labour Party come back into power in Australia and soften the China stance um, from Australia. But, you know, an analogy to the U.S., of course, even with Biden coming in um, and Trump being known for this hardline China policy, Biden is not softening Trump's China policy. It's a very bipartisan issue in the United States. It's also a bipartisan issue in Australia. So, that means that those tensions are here to stay, uh, particularly as the, as the U.S. mounts its own pressure on China and tries to enlist countries like Australia. So I think what you're looking at over the next few years is a lot of volatility in the Australia-China relationship, with China hesitating to go full bore in pressuring Australia politically, and a lot of up and down and disruption for different industries, even as it's kind of just this open-ended, disruptive relationship for the time being. Evan Reese is an Asia-Pacific analyst for Stratfor, a rain company. If you'd like to read more about the geopolitical relationships in the Asia-Pacific region, sign up for our free newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. <laughs>